Welcome to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome to 2020. It is that very beginning of the year. It is that first month. It's that first week. Today is the first Sunday. We do welcome you back to our study in our series entitled 2020 Vision. I came across this story. It says when he was 88, Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes found himself on a train. The conductor called out for tickets, but Justice Holmes couldn't seem to find his and was terribly upset. He searched his pockets and fumbled through his wallet without success. The conductor was sympathetic. He said, don't worry, Mr. Holmes. The Pennsylvania Railroad will be happy to trust you. When you reach your destination, you'll probably find the tickets and then you can simply mail them to us. The conductor's kindness, however, did not put Justice Holmes at ease. He said this, My dear man, my problem is not, where is my ticket? My problem is, where am I going? He needed the ticket to know where to get off. He needed the ticket to know where his destination was. Where are you going? And and that can be a problem for many of us. As we mentioned last week, the scripture in Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so last week we, we began kind of setting the tone or, or setting the foundation for this series. Where are we and where are we going? So briefly, let's just kind of look back. Uh, many of you were with us last week. Some of you weren't. And we'll just give you just a quick review of what we looked at. So certainly the scripture up there, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, vision is what we're looking at, vision for us as a church, vision for us individually. All right, so last week we took a look at this, where are we right now? And we, we shared that based on, if you take a look at some of the, uh, the standards or metrics, whether that's uh, finances or attendance or ministries or, or people getting involved in certain things, uh, maybe we would look at that and say it can be challenging. It can be struggling to make all of these ends meet. Overall, we would say challenging, struggling, and at times maybe even discouraging current, current and uh, circumstances as of now. But that's the where are we now. We, we had the uh, chalkboard out and draw a little, little dot. Everybody could see the dot. Everybody could see the, uh, the circle, if you would. But certainly there was an entire chalkboard waiting to be filled in. And that's, that's more of the where are we going. We might look at current circumstances or current situations and view them as challenging, But certainly we know that there is much more in store that God has for us as a church body, much more in store that God has for us individually. So secondly, then we began to look at where are we going? And from a larger perspective, we saw where do we fit in as it relates to our Ohio for Jesus strategic plan? And we kind of took a little bit of a background looking at these last couple of years, Ohio, our our ministers, our Ohio leaders, uh, planning the trip to Tanzania to see what God was doing, some of the strategic plan of how God was helping them to reach many people, train many leaders, plant churches, and build and grow the kingdom of God in Tanzania. We came back and began discussing and putting a strategic plan together for Ohio, unveiled that just a couple months ago at the end of 2019. Our Ohio strategic plan begins right now. It's January of 2020. 
So let's take a look then at the 10-year goals. These are uh, the four main drivers, what we would call in Ohio, the four main segments that as a whole our Assemblies of God in Ohio are seeking to do. Under church health, we are seeking to reach 250,000 new disciples. That's the second one there in green. We've got about 50,000 or so that would consider the Assemblies of God their home in, uh, in Ohio. And so that's a pretty aggressive goal to say we want to reach 250,000 people for Jesus over the course of the next 10 years. That's, that's statewide in Ohio. At the top, under leaders, in addition to reaching people for Jesus, we want to equip and train up specifically leaders. We're looking at 25,000 new leaders. Maybe that's pastors, missionaries, uh, Sunday school teachers. So many different leaders needed in the body of Christ. As well, when it comes to missions, at the bottom, a 300% increase in missions giving and sending. All of these are incredible and challenging goals that our churches and pastors and leaders statewide have contributed towards. What we're saying is we want to be able to give more to missions, and we want to reach and train up and then release more missionaries into the field. So 300% increase. So currently, we have about 80 to 82 missionaries. A 300% increase would mean triple the addition. So about another 240 missionaries added over the course of 10 years. Again, aggressive goals, but desiring not just to reach people here in Ohio, and there's many people to reach in Ohio, but we want to be able to release missionaries worldwide to reach people for Jesus. And then as well, in blue, under church multiplication, another aggressive goal for our state is the planting of 1,000 new churches over the course of 10 years. And so currently, uh, our Assemblies of God around the state, we've got about 280 Assemblies of God churches. The goal is that over the course of 10 years, working together to plant an additional 1,000 churches all around the state to be able to reach more people in more areas for Jesus Christ. So that was from the, uh, the larger perspective. Where are we going? We are a part of the Assemblies of God here in Ohio. We are a part of this strategic plan. Now, these numbers, they seem mammoth and astronomical, and so we, we kind of zeroed in a little bit more about where are we going with our part of the Ohio for Jesus plan. So where are we going? Our part of that looks like this. For church health, in reaching people for Jesus Christ, our goal, our desire is to reach 520 new disciples for Jesus. Now, we look around and we say, Pastor Mark, I don't see 520 people in the sanctuary today. You're right. This is a 10 year vision, a 10-year goal. As we talked about last week, what does that work out to? One disciple per week. We say 520, and we say, Pastor Mark, that'll never happen. But if we break it down and we say as a result of the ministries of Alger Assembly of God, the services, children, youth, adults, men, women, each and every one of us throughout the course of the week, do we believe that through all of us combined, 
we could reach one person for Jesus this week, I think that's very doable. One person for Jesus. One disciple per week over the course of 10 years adds up 520. All right, next, when it comes to leader development, certainly we want to reach people for Jesus, but out of those, we want to be training and developing leaders, whether that's ministers, missionaries, leaders in various uh, ministries of our church. And so we're looking at 120 new leaders. Do some math, and as we divide that out over the course of 10 years, that works out to one leader per month. So we want to reach one person each week for Jesus in making a disciple. The goal is, let's then train up one per month. And there's a lot of different ways that that could be done. Some weekly training or monthly training or uh, giving some opportunities to get people connected and plugged in who aren't. But train one new leader per month. Next, when it comes to missions, uh, rather than looking at the end result of 10 years, kind of looking at more of a year-by-year approach to say, with God's help, with your faithfulness, as well as with reaching more people for Jesus and having more people as an opportunity to give, we seek to increase missions 10% each year. As we mentioned, that's not just a handful of people giving 10% more every year. Certainly, that can happen. People who maybe give rarely can give uh, more, uh, more frequently, and then reaching people, reaching disciples for Jesus Christ, there would be new individuals who would be able to develop that heart in giving the mission. So a 10% yearly increase. All of these certainly are, are challenging, exciting, and stretching. Our final one when it comes to church multiplication. I say that across the state, the state of Ohio, we are, with God's help, desiring to plant 1,000 churches. And that seems mammoth. I said last week, I'm not sure which one sounds more incredible, that as a church we would plant, uh, as, a, as a state, that we would plant 1,000, or that as a church, perhaps with God's help, we would plant or partner to plant two. I mentioned over 70 years this church has been in existence. To, to my knowledge, I don't believe that Alger has planted or partnered in planting another church. So, that's a, a challenging, stretching kind of goal to say something we've not done in 70 plus years, we're going to then seek to try to do twice in 10 years. All of these are with God's help, some incredible uh, vision, guidance, and direction to say we want to be a part, we want to try to have a slice of what our Ohio ministry network is doing, the Assemblies of God in Ohio. So that's what we were taking a look at. And then what is our vision? The 2020 vision kind of gave you at the very end a little bit of the direction of where we're going. And we're going to begin that first part. But you'll be seeing these words, this next slide, and uh, some of these graphics a little bit more. Connect, grow, serve, and go. It's a a uh, particular teaching session uh, that's been brought out in the Assemblies of God. It's called the Acts 2 as they take a look at the, uh, the body of Christ in Acts, the New Testament church. What were some of the things that they were a part of? And they were, well, they were connecting. They were growing. They were serving. They were going. So those are the four things that we're going to be looking at 
Today we're going to begin with connect. We'll, we'll spend one week on each. I mentioned last week, just to kind of remind us, that this is more of a circular process, not a process where we connect, grow, serve, go, and then we just simply stop and give up. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> this is a, the process where we're going to be talking about today. We want to connect. We want to reach people for Jesus Christ. And as we reach people, and certainly we ourselves, we want to be able to grow in Jesus Christ, be discipled, train and release in ministry to serve others in the body of Christ, and then release out to go either as a part of missions or in evangelism and sharing Jesus Christ with others so that they can do what? Connect to God. Establish that relationship with Jesus Christ so that they can continue to grow and serve others. And then they can go and reach people. So it's this circular process that's the gospel. That's what the early church, that's what has taken place as we take a look in Scripture. So that's the review. Last week, that was the foundation. Where are we? Where are we going big picture with Ohio for Jesus? What's, what does our slice of that look like? And then the vision, 2020 vision, is to connect, grow, serve, and go. So this morning, we take a look at connect. And each week, we'll kind of share a number of thoughts that are a little bit more specific in nature. And they're going to apply to two things. Certainly, it applies to us as a body, us as a church, what are some things that we can do to help connect and grow and serve and then go in Christ? But as well, the challenge is not just church-wide. It's personal. It's individual. Because the easiest thing would be for us to sit here and to sit in a pew and to look and to point up to the pulpit and say, Yep, Pastor Mark, you do it all. Well, I've got a part to play in that. Uh, okay, well, then I'll sit in the pew, and I'll look at everybody on that side, on the opposite side of the sanctuary, and say, well, it's your job. Or I'll look at the person in front of me or behind me or to the left of me or to the right of me. Yes, it's theirs, but it's ours as well. So this isn't just a you or a you. This isn't just a pastor vision. This isn't just for leaders. This isn't just for board members or Sunday school teachers or ministry coordinators. The challenge is for us as a church, for each and every one of us as a Christian in the body of Christ, to connect, to grow, to serve, and to go. So let's take a look then at some of these thoughts. When it comes to connecting... First of all, I think that means for us to engage our community. Galatians says this, chapter 5, 14, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. James 2, 8, If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. Jesus, he put it like this, Remember, he talked about the first commandment with the promise, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And he said the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Loving our neighbor, reaching out to individuals who are near us, engaging our community. Now, we might live in different parts, different communities surrounding this church, but guess what? You 
and I, we've got a community. Whether that involves our school, whether that involves our workplace, whether that involves our neighborhood, whether that involves our community or city or town, we are able to engage our community. So I want to challenge us individually, certainly as a part of our church, to make a regular effort or attempt to engage our community. That means maybe more than just a, a once-a-year attempt, but more of a regular attempt of connecting with somebody in our community, somebody that you run across on a regular basis and do so to connect, to demonstrate, to show and share God's love and maybe even be able to present the gospel to them. What does that look like? It can be a whole host of things. There's people that you run across on a regular basis and have conversation with on a regular basis. But maybe to be intentional and say, God, in the midst of those conversations, how can, how can I engage the community with Jesus Christ? How can I bring the gospel into this conversation? How can I simply be a witness for Jesus Christ to this individual in my work, this individual in my community, this neighbor across the street? Or maybe God would give ideas or input or insights on how to better connect the people that are around about you. So here's my personal challenge. Each, each week, I'll, I'm going to share something that I believe God's nudging or leading me to do. So here's one thing I'm going to try. doesn't mean it's going to be an every day or every week occurrence. But tomorrow morning, I'm going to drop the girls off to school. And then after tomorrow morning, I'm going to head here to Alger. I'm going to go to the Alger Freeze. And I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Coffee with the pastor. Now, somebody comes out, I'll buy him a cup of coffee. Doesn't mean I'm buying everything on the menu for everybody, but I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Hang out. Talk as a part of the community. Cup of coffee. See what kinds of conversations might come, what kinds of opportunities simply to live the light of Jesus. Or share the gospel of Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's got to have coffee every day, coffee every week. But there's a start. Simple opportunity or idea to engage the community. That's what that looks like for me this week for tomorrow. I'll beat the freeze 8.30-ish after taking the girls to school. Welcome to join me. Bring someone that doesn't know the Lord. Hang out with a cup of coffee. I don't know what that might look like for you, but what might God nudge you? Certainly, as a church, sometimes it's easy to say, well, let's just, let's just wait for somebody to come into church and hear pastor preach, or let's just wait for somebody else to go share the gospel of Jesus. Yes, the pastor can preach, and yes, somebody else can share, but what about you? What about me? I believe each and every one of us can engage our community in some way, connecting with those that are nearby. So make it intentional. Now, tomorrow at 8.30-ish, I'll be at the Alger Freeze with a cup of coffee. It might go well. We might have the Alger Freeze packed, and everybody just wants a cup of coffee. It might not go so well, and I'll be sitting there by myself, twiddling my thumb, drinking my coffee, posting on Facebook, hey, someone come join me for a cup of coffee. I don't know how it's going to go, but that's, that's my attempt to try to live out what I'm preaching. What's your attempt? How do we engage our community? 
as well when we do that, I think utilizing resources are important. You know, as, as we go out and maybe have a cup of coffee or, or go out and connect with our community, maybe we can help and resource you with certain things. It could be, uh, when it, we're still back on the last one there, Julianne. Invite cards. Maybe we put together some little resources, something that you can hand out. It's a simple introduction to the church. Certainly, we've done different things when it comes to events or activities or special services. But whether that's uh, invite cards or event cards, something that maybe would be a tool that you could have in your pocket, in a wallet, in a purse, and just a, an easy conversation tool to give to somebody else. Here's something of what I think that might look like that's a little different for us as a church, and that would be more and shorter sermon series. Now, some of you are going to say, man, this is awesome. Others of you might say, yeah, I'm not so sure. It's, it's a little bit of both. Typically, I do preach in series, and many times I do an uh, expository preaching. And so if you've been a part of Alger Assembly of God over a while, I've preached verse by verse through the entire book of James. I've preached verse by verse through the entire book of Joshua. That one took nine or ten months. Preached verse by verse through Hebrews chapter 11 and, and preached verse by verse everything about Gideon and everything about Joseph and, and uh, towards the end of last year, everything about Elijah. Now, that's great if you're someone who, man, you love to get in and you love to dig in and, and kind of focus on something for a while. But as we're also looking to invite and connect to our community and inviting friends and family members and co-workers and neighbors to come, I realize maybe that makes it a little bit of a challenge to say, come out to church, Pastor Mark's on part 27. He's got 73 to go, so you, you haven't missed much. Being a little facetious. But the idea would be that maybe there would be a little bit shorter series where it would be a little easier to invite somebody in towards the beginning of a series. Maybe they only miss a, a week or two. They can still catch a number of them. But having certainly some that are topical, some that are still expository as we go through the Word of God, just maybe not quite nine, ten months worth. And so as well, uh, opportunities to hopefully, well, we're still back on the first one there, sorry, opportunities to be able to connect with our community. One more, but we're, we're almost there. You can leave it right there. Ultimately, the goal is each week we reach one. So we've, we've got opportunities individually, opportunities as a church, opportunities when it comes to series, opportunities when it comes to events. So what can we do to connect? I believe one of those is to engage our community. Here's a second way, and that is utilize our facilities. Hebrews 10, 24, and 5 says this, Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. There's, there's a lot of scriptures that talk about togetherness. And, and Hebrews here says, don't, don't for, forsake the assembling together. Make sure that you're gathered together. Now, certainly a part of how we can do that is here with our facilities. 
utilizing the, the resources of the building and or property that we have uh, to be able to utilize that for Jesus Christ. Now, when it comes to our facility, certainly a part of that is repairing and, and taking care of our facilities. And that's an ongoing process, and, and guess what? It's an ongoing challenge because You know, we've mentioned different things that we have wanted to fix or wanted to repair, and yet the challenge, as we've shared over our last couple of years, the challenge financially has been to simply make sure that we are getting by. So yes, there's things, everybody looks up and and sees these dark spots on the ceiling, Everybody looks up in the, the foyer and, and sees some of these uh, spots or, or things that have fallen down from our, our speckles. And, and the challenge can be one of two things. On the one hand, the challenge can be um, to, to almost be blind to it. Because you and I, we come week in and week out. The challenge can be, number one, that we just don't even realize or recognize things that need fixed. But someone who comes in maybe for the first time, that, well, that's the first thing that catches their attention. It, it's been interesting in the midst of uh, the opportunities that we've had to be a blessing to many families when it comes to funerals. Uh, unfortunately, we've had quite a few this last half of 2019. And multiple times, I'm, I'm stopped by people who are in our facilities for a funeral, multiple times, and they're concerned that we've got, like, fungus on our ceiling. I say, it's not that. It's the dust from the fans. It gets stuck on those little things. We've tried brushing it. It doesn't come off. But that catches their attention. Or they ask me about all the, the stuff hanging down in the foyer or in the bathroom. So when, when people are in a facility for the first time as a guest, those are things that they see. And certainly we're aware of, but now we're trying to balance all of the expenses that it would cost to repair. Just to give you an idea, and, and uh, let's see, I'm, let me take a look around. Yep, you're all sitting down, so, so you're good. We've got some funds set aside for repair. But certainly in these last couple of years, uh, we've been cautious in what we have spent. In the last couple of years, we've been able to do the sign. Uh, the sign was donated to us, and uh, so... Th- uh, we put some expenses to get that in the ground. But some of these other, other things and major expenses, we've been, been cautious about how to spend. For instance, just the foyer. We, we know there's many issues with our ceilings all around our facility. But just the foyer, to fix the foyer, scrape off all the popcorn, re, redo that, foyer alone, over $2,000. That doesn't touch the fellowship hall, the hallways, the bathrooms, the classrooms, the sanctuary, any of these other rooms. Now, multiply that by all of these other things that need done. And so there's that, that challenge between, you know, trying to have the funds to do ministry and try, you know, which we want to reach more people. We do ministry, then we reach people, and then they see this. Well, then we, do we not do the ministry, but we try to invest in repairing the facilities, and then we don't have the finances for the, the ministry. And so trying to do a little bit of everything, part of how we connect is utilizing these facilities. So we're trying to do the best that we can with upgrading, updating, cleaning, repairing, and uh, being able to take care of what God has given to us. And then, uh, you know, it comes to our facilities Maybe there's 
opportunities of a regular quarterly event. Certainly there's some things throughout the year. There's, you know, when, when it comes to Christmas, many people are, are open to coming. Maybe there's uh, family members or friends who might be uh, more open to come for a Christmas service or for an Easter service for a, a special event. Maybe there's uh, opportunities of, of a friend day or an invite day. But maybe throughout the course of the year, as we try to engage our community, we utilize the facilities to say, here's a way to invite somebody to come in to hear the good news about Jesus Christ. So yes, engaging our community, utilizing our facilities. Thirdly, I believe that a, a part of connecting is, is that we're connecting with God. We worship God. In Psalm 34, 3, it says, glorify or magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. We honor and praise and worship him together. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. 36, Jesus was asked, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So a part of connecting is we want to connect with others. That's what we're trying to connect with our community. We want to try to connect by utilizing these facilities, but we connect to God in worship. And certainly as we mentioned last week, you've seen as well again this week, we're wanting to try to structure things to give more of an opportunity of connecting and worship, getting to the message a little earlier, concluding a little earlier. To give plenty of time, as we mentioned, we're going to invite you down front again, following the message to pray, to seek God, and we're going to be closing out our service with our last session of worship. Opportunities to where, you know, as we get done a little earlier, it's, it's not 12 o'clock or 12.05 or 12.10 when we, when we get to an altar time, that there's plenty of time to invite you to come and worship. Plenty of time for you to come and, and invite God to, well, Ask for healing. Seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Come and respond to the message. Come and respond to an opportunity of worship. And so uh, the goal is to uh, give a little bit more freedom, a little more opportunity, a little more time availability for that. As well, when it comes to our worship more specifically, we've talked about this in our worship team. The goal for 2020 is to introduce 12 new worship songs this year. That would break down to simply one new song a month. Learning and, and finding some new expressions of worship. And so to do that, that involves learning some new songs and listening to some new songs and, and practicing. And so we've talked about some different ways to invest extra time outside of that Sunday morning practice time uh, to connect. Maybe on an evening or connect maybe on a Saturday to come, to practice, to learn, to worship. And then as a result, uh, to continue to, to lead and develop our church in worship. But worshiping God is a big part of connecting. It's not just that we engage our community and we connect to them. We want to do that. It's not just that we utilize the facilities and say, I'm not going to do anything but just let that building sit there and use it. Certainly want to utilize the facility. But a part of our connecting is we want to make sure that we connect to God. We, as a part of Alger Assembly of God, and as well as those that we reach, we want to have an opportunity for them to worship God. And then finally, 
What do we mean when we talk about connecting? I would say this, fellowship with one another. There's a number of these others or togethers in Scripture. Psalm 133.1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Together. Connecting one with another. It's not just that we connect to those who don't know Christ. We want to do that. It's not just that we utilize the facilities that God's given to us to connect. We want to do that. It's not just that we connect to God in worship. All of those are good. But we also want to connect into fellowship one with another. Then in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and following, and, and this is one of the main passages that this Acts 2 teaching where connect, grow, serve, and go have been brought out in the assemblies of God. We read this, Acts 2.42, says that they devoted themselves to, and one of the things they devoted themselves to in the New Testament church was fellowship. Verse 44, it says, all the believers were together. Verse 46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And as a result of this connecting, as a result of this growing, as a result of uh, the, the fellowshipping, serving one another, verse 47 says that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They were, they were part of connecting. They were part of growing. They were fellowshipping together. And as a result of that, people were getting saved. The gospel was being preached, people were responding, and they saw lives changed by the power of God. So certainly a part of our connecting is connecting one to another. I think it's important that it's, that it's balanced. Sometimes the, the challenge can be that we connect really, really well one to another. I might know you really well, you might know me really well, but someone else comes in and, ooh, we don't know them so well, so let me stay over here and let me talk in fellowship with those that I know. It's important to connect. It's important to fellowship with people that we know. But let's, let's not forget about the connecting with God in worship. And let's not forget about reaching out and connecting to our community with people that need to know Jesus. On the flip side... It's, you know, it's incredible and it's awesome that we worship God and we worship God, but let's not forget about connecting with our brothers and sisters in Christ and connecting with those who don't know the Lord. So fellowship, how, how we do that, certainly there can be different things. Uh, in the past, we've done it once or twice, we have what we call a newcomer's dinner. Maybe it'd be a dinner, maybe it'd be a, a coffee, but... Maybe there would be something on somewhat of a regular basis to intentionally try to connect to our community or to people that maybe would come to our church that we haven't gotten to meet or to know or to connect with as well. Some opportunities or events. Maybe as well there's opportunities simply for the body of Christ to worship together or to fellowship together or to hang out one with another. But connecting. That's a, a big goal. And these are a handful of some strategies, a handful of some thoughts for Alger Assembly of God as well as for us 
individually to be able to connect. What do we mean by that? Engaging our community, utilizing our facilities, honoring and worshiping God, fellowshipping with one another. 